Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you're doing well because I think we're doing well. You doing all right? Uh, I think all right. All right. Are you doing all right? (laughs) I'm sorry. My voice is changing. Yeah, Yeah. I am doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great. It's uh, got a little three-day weekend in. I I had to do a little bit of study yesterday, but beyond that. uh, Are our kids ever going to stay in school a full week? seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Remember last week when it was like no no school on Tuesday and then then it was almost no school on Friday. What's up with the weather? Man, this is unusual for Jane. This is like March weather, I feel like. But didn't didn't it happen last year too? Remember like we couldn't go back to school? Like something. they were supposed to go back to school. I feel like it that happens. was after spring break. It was yeah, after spring break. Right. Oh, yes. And I then we were think, all a little. You think teachers are doing this? They're making these. <laughs> That's storms right. Come they're in. praying for this. They're like, it was an extra day. No, I think teachers are ready. Mostly. Niceville uh, uh, though wasn't too bad. It was like there's a little hedge of protection around. Yeah, Niceville, there you go. We're so. gonna talk about that phrase later yeah, on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, hey, why don't we just go ahead and dive? in? Are you in. good? I didn't ask you. Oh, sorry. You yeah, said, and I, was, I said yes. Um, yeah, I, we're doing fine. Yeah, last week I was. You did say you said you were doing fine. Yeah, doing fine. Yeah, doing fine. Was in class last. Last week, bad. you know, the, the the January crud hit our house and it's passed through, thankfully. And uh, we're doing all right now. This is yeah. good. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. working and, uh, on your doctorate. Y'all had a good anniversary weekend. Apparently on Boggy Talk one time I said, what that's, what's that like not having a doctorate uh, to you? You did say that. A couple that. people won't let me live that uh, down. So. Yeah. You see what yeah. I have to live with? <laughs> we don't live together, just for <laughs> clarity. Right. <laughs> work with, sorry. Work, work. Okay. Did y'all have a good anniversary? Yes, now that we you caught did. up in, uh, we did. We're married just as long as you guys now. So, yeah. well, not really because we're still seven minus days a week, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it was well, good. Well, cool. Well, hey, why don't we just I did dive? something awesome. You did <laughs> to be determined, whatever it was. <laughs> so, uh, so we are following up today, uh, something that was addressed, I was just kind of slightly briefly, I would say slightly, but briefly in sermon last week, yeah, and a little bit this week too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, coming on the heels of Philippians chapter one, I mean, mm. I love the book of Philippians, me too, and, man. And I know you're studying ahead, and you've several times you've commented about how excited oh, you are so for some good. of the coming weeks yes. as we get into, yes. into chapter one, chapter two. Philippians is such a great book book, a uh, great letter that Paul writes. And uh, But as we're beginning Philippians chapter 1, uh, Paul is writing, saying to live as Christ, to die as gain, and uh, he's writing this from a place of suffering. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. today we thought it was appropriate really to talk about suffering and yeah. to talk about suffering in the gospel and um, how do we suffer, why do we suffer, uh, and what do we do in response to suffering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as we continue on in Philippians in the next few weeks, it actually really gets into that because Paul begins to say, like, talk about what's happened to him, and he's talking about his imprisonment, and he's saying how it's been used to advance the gospel. And so so I think, like, you know, I, I think that what, what we got we need to address is there is um, – I don't know if as much anymore, but there definitely is a group, and there has been – uh, a lot of people who just like don't talk about this, like mm-hmm. suffering being a part of God's plan, right? Mm-hmm. For us. And so I, I think the reason why I'm simplifying this, that's typical, we typically, you know, j- stir up the waters just enough to get them boggy here, like, is it is very hard for people who've grown up in a country where A plus B equals C in terms of success and prosperity to really understand that we're not always moving forward. We're not always advancing. Um, and that can be okay Mm -hmm. in God's eyes. Right. So like, uh, I think, I think that's part of it. I think there's just this, like this tension that we have. And and I think it's a huge piece of spiritual growth personally. Absolutely. And I think too, some of the questions around suffering, 
do become a little bit, I think, more philosophical um, when you start yeah. talking about them and where where Scripture gives us clarity to our, our response to suffering and, you know, that we suffer because of – there's suffering in this world because yeah. of sin, you know, that in right. the fall, all of creation was subject to futility is what Scripture says. And I think a lot of times our conversations uh, go immediately to, well, why and who caused the suffering? Right. And, and, and that's, while that's, you know, we can talk about that and you can address that. It's ultimately doesn't necessarily address the, but I am suffering. So what do I do right. and how do I respond to that? Yeah. I, I have told people like, I think everybody's okay with the big picture answer. Like the big picture answer from, from the Bible, like the big picture answer is God created the world and there's sin in the world. It's not permanent, but it is a consequence of this living in a fallen world. And God is going to take that away. Like, I think most people are okay with like that. And the alternative is never existing. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. But the problem I think we have is the specifics. Like, okay, but then this kid got this disease mm -hmm. and this happened to this woman by this, from this man. And this nation is going through this right now. Like, this people group, you know, like, I think, I think it's like, why did that specific thing happen? And, um, the truth is we don't know mm. specifically. Yeah. Cause I think when you talk about like, you're saying the specific, the acute, like, why does it, we don't know right. why, but I mean, scripture says that, you know, the rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. Did you call me cute or what yeah, are you saying? Acute. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> you acute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think what you're saying is right. Like we don't like, and if we did like we're, we, who's known the mind of God, like we right, can't, right. we can't right. say this is the definitive reason, right. you know, like I go back to, um, you know, when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, mm. there were groups of people. Who Christians said George who, Bush doesn't like black that, people? That's, that's Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, remember, okay. I remember watching that. Okay. I'm glad you uh, got that reference. I did. So, yeah. But there were groups of people who were saying that Hurricane Katrina yes. was yeah. was God's righteous uh judgment on a sinful city. Yeah. Um, and the problem with that is that the French uh, quarter was fine. Yeah. The, the part where the tourists go to do all the <laughs> yeah, simple things really wasn't harmed. Right. Right. Uh, and also if that was also the case, that should happen to every city ooh, uh, ooh, where, the, and ooh, you know, preach. including cities like nice, you know, like, mm. it's not like, like Paul Washer right yeah, now. You know, no, like that should Just happen kidding. everywhere. So we can't like, so trying to prescribe why this, why this, but we have to do do is understand the bigger picture of God's mm -hmm. redemptive mm -hmm. plan mm -hmm. in all of it mm -hmm. uh, and how, you know, how it all is redeemed. Yeah. And I, I like what Paul's saying. He's saying, I just want you to know that what has happened to me has served to advance the gospel. He yeah. is not saying like God threw me in prison. And so like, you know, I, what I say typically when I preach on suffering is like God certainly allows perhaps causes suffering to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so he definitely allows it. Job, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. Satan is the one that's initiating all that, right? But mm -hmm. God is God's sovereign. I know yeah. he is. He he is he's allowing Satan to do that. And so like nothing happens that God doesn't know. 
and that God doesn't permit. I mean, that's just reality, but it doesn't mean he's the initiator of the evil. And again, you got to get to the big picture, but then when that affects us directly, uh, it's very, it's very hard. And, and Paul just recognizes, and I think he articulates this in Romans, you know, all things work together for the good to those who serve him to call it according to his purpose. So he's saying like, ultimately God is able to take all these things, mm-hmm. whatever that may be and work it for your good. And again, I think we're okay with that big picture, but we struggle with it on a specific, specific, acute yeah, in an acute way, because yeah. I think sometimes we are we're trying to reconcile like our our uh, submission to God and trust in His power and His authority with what's happening. Yeah, and so I think what happens a lot of times is we when suffering happens, we say, "Well, was this God's plan or mm-hmm. God's will uh, for me to for this to happen?" And I think that's uh, a hard question to answer one because we're not God. One, and so I'll mm-hmm. use uh, an example. Uh, we had friends who um, adopted a child uh, with special needs, and knowing that his prognosis was not. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. um, but they were committed to love him and care for him. And they did so, so well, uh, until he passed away, you know? And I think, you know, would you, would you look at them and say, well, it was God's plan for this child to suffer? Right. Well, if you know, God's plan was right. when he created mm-hmm. was for man and mm-hmm. for mankind to walk with him. Mm-hmm. And that plan, uh, by, Mankind rebelled against that. And so there are consequences in our suffering, though, uh, though sometimes I do believe our suffering may be the cause of a specific sin in our own lives. You're right. It is also just the result of sin. Right. Uh, blanket across the world. Yes. You know, there, I, you know, there, there could be a time when someone is sick and it's God, you know, like using that as discipline mm-hmm. in their lives. And there's other times when it's just, or, when it's just, you, you, are sick. You have it. It just mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God's redemptive plan. This yeah. is Jesus came for redemption of yeah. mankind, mm-hmm. and that redemption mm-hmm. is ultimately the sal- is salvation of our uh, uh, of our souls. Mm-hmm. But also, if you go to the end of the story in Revelation, He says, "Behold, I am coming. I will make all things new. Everything will be in heaven as it should have been." Uh, in the, in creation. And so then, you know, the new heavens and the new Mm -hmm. earth. And so I think I'm getting a little bit into the, the hope in suffering. Uh, but basically the hope in suffering is this, is that no matter what in suffering, we have the Lord, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Paul writes to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the, in our suffering, he is with us. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's so many thoughts floating through my (laughs) mind right now. So they're like, you know, this is the clouds. Yeah, again, I think you would say, well, why did God have to do it that way? And it's like, you don't understand human nature then because we are not created mm. if there's not sin. Like, that's the alternative. God could create us and there'd be sin or not because we're not God. Mm. So uh, that's the point. He's holy. He's the only one who's holy. He's set apart. Like, but he chose to create us and ha- wants to redeem us and wants us to see his goodness for all of eternity. And he's doing that. And so, um, and, and, and we see him working that redemption out now. And so like, even when Jesus, they asked Jesus, was this man born blind? Because, you know, he, 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 what he did or his parents did. And Jesus sees it from the divine perspective. And he says, he was born blind so Mm. that my glory might come in it. Now that doesn't mean he was born blind and suffered. So that very thing can happen in that moment that God would put him through that, but it means that God used it in that way. Right. And Mm. so like, um, yeah, I mean, I just th- I think it's the recognition of that, and so when it, when we hear people give a testimony about suffering being a good thing, they're like, "Look, God allowed me to go through this, and it it 
it brought me to see him, right? right? And so like, I know from an American prosperity perspective, like it is so hard to say that's good, mm. but would you rather never suffer and go straight to hell or suffer having been brought to Jesus? Mm. And so like, we got to think about that. And so, um, mm. you know, I, I, I think, I think that's, that's hard to grasp, but reality is I would rather, yeah, I forget though. I'd go rather go into, uh, you know, hell, hell crippled than there was a, there was a person who was handicapped. So I'd rather go into heaven. Sorry. I'd say, crippled. I'm not sure where this quote's rather going. <laughs> go into heaven crippled than, uh, hell on two feet, you know? So I agree. Well, I think so much of it is like we, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone should pursue suffering, no, no. but the stigma, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. we should not pursue it, but at the same time, like we do have to recognize that for us, uh, we do try to run from suffering. Right. Uh, and I think particularly in our culture where an affliction is probably a better word, right? right. Affliction. Like, affliction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trial. And in, in our, and in our culture suffering seems so heavy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A trial in our culture. We, we typically have means to escape some suffering and some trial. I, yeah, uh, Medicaid as well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And there's, there's other cultures where suffering, I think is just, uh, you know, just view it's just it's just reality a yeah, little bit is. more um and yeah. i think you know we you know if you go back to if you go to the root of buddhism buddhism is is the was formed out of this the the value like i saw suffering and all of life is suffering so i'm going to try to escape Gape, su yeah. suffering mm -hmm. and to escape suffering i'm going to cease to exist and i really think like if we were to examine sometimes how we approach christianity we think as Christians, we think a little bit more like Buddhists yeah. than Christians. Like, like escaping, Jesus should help escape. me escape. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Escape suffering and avoid rather than like persevere in it and through it and be with me. So mm -hmm. I would just, you know, like challenge us in, mm -hmm. in that thought. Again, not saying we should pursue mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, uh, look at how God can use it mm -hmm. in his redemptive mm -hmm. purposes. So I guess uh, if we were to give a, a, some advice to someone in affliction or suffering, like mm -hmm. how to persevere, uh, what would you say? Like, Hey, how do I, how do I honor God in suffering? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think the recognition that, you know, it, it's hard. We've talked about this before and leaning on other people and it's okay to say, I was meeting with somebody last week and they're just going through, um, you know, just a challenging season. And I was like, yeah, it's really challenging. Like what you're saying is really challenging. And I feel like they were like acknowledging that for the mm. first time and it was freeing for them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it was good for me to just kind of be like, yeah, you need to, you need to, you need to have somebody who you can be like, this is tough, yeah. you know, with, um, and you know, I mean, there's scriptural evidence of that. That's where the church comes in handy. So I think that's important. I think being in the word, kind of staying calibrated, remember your identity, being heavenly minded, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think, I think that's important. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's a mental suffering, you know, like getting help, mm. you know, um, yeah. just like physical, I mean, so like physically, like if you're physically suffering, like it's okay yeah. to get physical help. And if you're mentally suffering, it's okay to get mental help. Like obviously keeping the gospel central, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, what what other practical things would you say? I agree with that, and I think you need you need people around you who are going to press uh, press you into the truth more and yeah. more and more and more. Who are who are going to listen to you and just be uh, be that place where you say who acknowledge it's hard, but also who are going to exhort you with truth, yeah, uh, and remind you. I mean, God uses people to remind Absolutely. us of His presence all the yeah. time, and so that's a key. And then also just just looking for the opportunities in it mm -hmm. uh, that God right. may, you that's know, the opportunities one just. Mm -hmm. 
they like that God may present you with uh, mm-hmm. that to show His to show His love to you and to others that you may witness. Uh, you know that this this life isn't all there is. This physical life, like we mm-hmm. are, we are created for eternity, and that's ultimately where our hope is. Yeah, it really gives you that perspective that is true. That man, this is not my home. Mm. There's something better. Jesus is everything. Like it really does give you that, and you know. I, I, in Reason for God by Tim Keller, he actually devotes a chapter to this. The book is about like common objections to the faith. And he said, he says in there, and I mean, it, it, it really changed my perspective on this and um, not changed my perspective, but gave me the ability to articulate this. Yeah. He said, Christianity does not have all the answers to suffering. The Bible, that is. Mm-hmm. But it does tell you what the answer cannot be. The answer cannot be in Christ, that God is absent from our suffering, telling us to endure it because it's worth it. Hmm. Christianity tells us, the cross tells us, it is worth that much worth it to God. Yeah. Hmm. That he would suffer for Mm -hmm. what's in store. Yeah. And what great hope. And if you don't believe that, you should want that to be true. Yeah, the suffering that Jesus endured on the cross ultimately shows us there is hope beyond our present. It was that, it was worth that much to him. Yeah. The joy that was set before Mm. him, Hebrews 12. We'll be there in Philippians 2 next. That's a a verse of a song we sing uh, when we sing, God, you're so good. Uh, You know, the last verse of that song is, uh, and should this life bring suffering, I should say, and when this life brings suffering, uh, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has purchased Mm. for me, both Mm. now and forever. Every time we sing that song, like the going to that like verse, my I'm like, favorite worship song, I think. that, that, that it's just truth. We got to sing mm-hmm. the truth. So that all right, bringing in the sheep, <laughs> bringing in the sheaves. I don't know the tune of that actually. All so, right, man, we spent more time. Than hey, I we go. Well, that's hey, okay. that's good. It's all it's right. So topic. it is. And so if you've got uh, questions or follow up on that, just let us know. Uh, so we are going to move into the kind of questions and uh, to some questions. And this one really kind of uh, builds off of that. So uh, this comes uh, from a listener. Thank you, listener. Um, hey, we've heard you uh, say uh, that this may, talk about the saying hedge of protection. I've heard people in my life who've said that, and uh, I can't really explain why it's not. Can you explain why it's not biblical? Because uh, as we've, we've mentioned, so uh, there we go. So that's the question. So when I would we say, talk about that. I think we've mentioned it in passing, like talked like kind of poking fun at like hedge of protection. So I would I know say travel and mercies. I yeah. Travel like and mercy. So hedge, I would say I wouldn't go as far. And maybe if I did, I should recant like uh, that. I wouldn't say it's not biblical, uh, but the premise of praying like a for grass that, hedge. Yeah. I, I mean, th- I, I think of the, you know, I'm a Georgia fan. So when you say the yeah, hedges, I immediately hedges, think of between yeah. the hedges, you know, and the football field, but um, it comes, you know, the, probably the, the best reference for this is in the book of Job, where Satan goes to Job and says, uh, you know, like Job is only following you because you have put a hedge around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where the mm-hmm. reference comes from. I think probably it's more of an application because usually when we hear is this, is it though, or is it a Southern thing where they just talk about yeah, hedges? hedges? You know, hedges. I would say it's probably more of like people pray. Usually, what I what I recall hearing this prayed just growing up in church, it's just like, hey, we. Get I just like see people, Jim and Sue, and they're going on vacation. So Lord, put a hedge of protection around them as they're going. Or if I send my kids to school, right? Just pray a hedge of protection around them. So I think it's it is some vernacular (laughs) grassy bush. (laughs) No, that's that's all I can picture is grass. Yeah, yeah, and like big shrubs. So is it? 
No, we should pray for protection. That's fine. There's nothing no wrong hedges. with that. No hedges. I want a wall. <laughs> Protection's uh, fine, can but I, can, I no get a, can I get uh, Who needs a hedge when you have Jesus? <laughs> that's right. I just can want I get, a Jesus of protection. Can I get them. some stones, uh, not hedges? Maybe, maybe the angels, you know, and like at the hedges Shield. of the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, so yeah, that's probably the best explanation yeah. for it. And <laughs> said, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we're bringing You're out getting into your hedges. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, no well, well, so Jesus taught us how to pray, right? Yeah, he did. In the Lord's Prayer, right? prayer and he says he says pray like this deliver us from lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil so yeah. like yeah i mean so we want god to not allow us to be led into temptation right but to deliver us from evil so we want god's protection so i i certainly there is nothing wrong as you said with like hey god protect us in this you know and and i think a recognition of that is how quickly we are inclined to fall Right. Mm. Like l- to be in led into temptation. Yeah. I, th- I think probably the problem and why we poke fun of it is like so many people just like pray without really knowing God's word. Right. Mm. And they're just like, God protect, you know, give us a hedge of protection and travel in mercies. Like, but they're not like actually, and I'm not, you know, it's not evil. I'm just saying like, right. they're not actually like seeking to live their life for the Lord. And so they're just want like God to make sure they're like safe. Right. Yeah. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. So that's why I just, I think we poke fun, not of the prayer, but at just the superficialness of a lot of Christianity. Right. So maybe mm-hmm. that's just kind of like, um, what is it called? Uh, whenever you you shoot and there's shrapnel, you know, the shrapnel. Oh, shrapnel. Shrap- I was like, I have no, the shrapnel, and I was like, I was fireworks. The shrap- <laughs> you did his motion. The <laughs> shrapnel of our jokes on that culture hit hedge of protection and other. Yeah, I agree. Because is that a colloquialism? Colloquial, a vernacular collo- colloquialism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, again, like I've got a 16-year-old driving. I pray for his protection as he's driving. Any hedges? I don't, I don't pray hedges, but I do pray for protection. I mean, so again, it comes down it to like, a colloquialism. It's, just, it's, just it's a word or phrase that is not formal or literary, typically one used in ordinary or familiar conversation. There you go. And it is ordinary. Heart of hearts also. I'm I hear you say that. I say in my heart like, of hearts. Like, what does deep, that mean? Deep, deep That's down. a scriptural the thing, deep right? down. Yeah. We should come up with a list of like, Kind of scriptural statements in your heart of hearts. In your yes. heart of hearts. Deep, deep Edge of protection. That's deep, traveling yep. mercies. There you go. Yeah. All right. So next question is this. Rise uh, and build. It, <laughs> rise and build. <laughs> what is that from? It's like what every church does when they do a capital campaign. Oh, funny. Rise and And it's and like, build. that's not what uh, that scripture is talking about. Like, okay. yeah. Anyway. Uh, Enlarge uh, my territory. No, that's, that's AJ Biz. Yep. All right. So you mentioned uh, Sunday ago uh, that churches that have groups are focused on interest and not the Bible oh, yeah. and how that wasn't sufficient. Yes, I agree I with you. However, how do we navigate the tension of needing to point everyone to maturity in Christ and Bible study with the fact that people just sometimes aren't interested in that, but may come to pickleball group or book club? So that's a great question. <laughs> it is a I great mean, no, question. It really, I say it's a, it's a both and in this. This would be my, my quick answer. Um, I think, and since pickleball wasn't this question, I'm going to use a specific group okay. as an example. So we have a young adult life, life group uh, that um, Alec Ammons and uh, Ashley, his wife, and Lucas Homer uh, lead, our student and kids minister. And they meet every Thursday night uh, to study the Bible. And that's what they do when they meet on Thursday. Now that group, also there are a lot of them love to play pickleball, and so on Tuesdays because they're young adults and most of them don't have kids, they've got a little more liberty in their schedule. They they play pickleball mm-hmm. and they play pickleball on Tuesdays and they call it pickleball Tuesdays and they have invited people who may not come to Bible study to that 
and developed relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And some of those people, not all, some of those people have begun to come to the Bible study. Mm-hmm. But the Bible study is the Bible study. Mm-hmm. It is that mm-hmm. we're not, it's, you know, there's fellowship time in that. And so it, it's a both and, um, you know, if you were starting with uh you know, not everyone who is going to come to uh, some kind of activity is going to make that transition into a Bible study or mm-hmm. life group or whatever that context is, mm-hmm. but some are. And so you, I think it's a both hands situation here. Yeah. I think maybe I could have been more clear um, in the sermon. Uh, my point was like, there are churches that are like, count every group, like, like that, yeah. that's, you know, like, like they have maybe a few that say the Bible and a few that are like, uh, we're the I don't know what kind of club. Yeah, we're yeah. almost like a club, right? And they count yeah. that as a life whatever group. it might be. Where the where the you know you, you know I just I, we can, I don't want to I don't want to offend. Yeah, I want to yeah. be an equal opportunity offender, and if I pick one or two, I'm not. Yeah, and so like they're just okay with like it stays there, right? Because we have people that come to worship, we have people that come to groups, and like no. You know, so like, yes, yes, absolutely. A, as, as a support to fellowship, right? Like as, as an outreach, certainly. Yeah. Do whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's fine. You know, but like, if we're not really drawing in to learn the word together, we're really, we're really stopping short. If we're not Mm -hmm. really taking communion together, if we're not, you know what I mean? Like we are. And so, and I would say that that's infiltrated in that even in church worship, we're not like always studying the Bible I know this is a more seems more problematic, but it's just about getting people to gather, mm. right? And so, like, I kind of poke fun sometimes. Like, I think we have something like this up in our wall on our wall, but we have like it more spread. It'd be like gather, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's here yeah. on our campus too. But it's like, well, that becomes very arbitrary, right? Yeah. Because what are you getting around and what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. It is what, yeah, I think if, if, if a church is using an interest, I'll use, I'll just say an interest group or a, uh, you know, a, a club type approach to some life group or small group. If there's a, a progression, like this is how we, this is how we're going to gather people who can potentially be interested. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that is a common strategy on the mission field, like in places where there's not churches. And then you gather this group and then you look for the person of peace. Yes, and then you, yeah. like that's, that's not a bad strategy if their strategy, if it's just, we're doing this yeah. to. And, ha- and I do think what becomes problematic too, is like, then we begin to form all these interest groups as a church and then we're not having Bible study and then we're not in the world because we have our church basketball and we have our church, you know, yeah. pickleball, we have our church, whatever, instead of being out in the world. And so that becomes problematic. And I think this is ultimately what I'm getting to. A lot of times that's happening and we say we're doing that because people aren't that interested in Jesus or the Bible. But the truth is we're not that interested mm. in Jesus or ooh, the Bible. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I think if we're willing to take that step to invite. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we're not. If we're not centering it around Christ and the word, it can become that. Yeah, I believe you. I, I agree. And Satan would be totally cool with that. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, keep keep doing stuff because yeah. what, what difference is it making? But if you making? know me, you know I do fun things. <laughs> That's Come right. on. That's this person right. wasn't – this person No, they were asking legitimately because it is – you know, it's – there's – it's – yeah, it yeah, is. But I could have probably been more clear, Justin. Yeah, you know, I think we all can be more clear about things at times, especially on Boggy. I mean, you sent me that uh, email in all caps and said, you should have been more clear about <laughs> that's this. That's right. All right. So, hey, that's all the questions we got. If you've got questions for us, let us know. We'd okay. be happy. All right, come on. Uh, my game idea. Come on, game. Okay. By the way, that was a lot of generated content yes. from you, Thank the people. You. Thank and you. It was great. Keep it up. We think. So, keep it up. So keep bringing us content. So, yes. um, 
So I think over the next several weeks, months, however long this keeps going, we're going to start doing a series of Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. So in case you're not aware of what <laughs> Mount Rushmore is, I've never been there, but uh, it's like this stone carving, right, with four presidents. Are there people out there who don't know Mount, Mount Rushmore? I guess uh, some, some of our international it's, listeners. Uh, Roosevelt, Lincoln, uh, you're asking the wrong guy, Washington. I agree and with another, those three. And another fourth. <laughs> it's not sorry. both Roosevelt's, is it? I have no. I'm. I've, I've said it again. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway. That's terrible. I mean, Google has made us dumber. Thomas Jefferson? I don't remember. Okay. I could, we know it's G-Dub. G- we know it's Abraham Lincoln. We know it's f- <laughs> one of the <laughs> Roosevelt's. <laughs> That's the terrible. Great leaders, pres- leaders of our nation. Yes. Right. The fourth is up for the... So let's go a guess and let's let's find this after. So my guess would be both the Roosevelt's. What's your guess? The fourth. <laughs> uh I'll go with Jefferson. There you go. You said, okay, yeah. So okay, Franklin so. and Jefferson or Teddy? And I don't know. I'm pretty sure Teddy's on there. I have no idea. I'm telling you, I have no idea okay. because right. okay. I can't even guess so, right now. So if we were to do a Mount Rushmore with four faces, um, we're going to do that. So so in light of this week's Woo, big, big announcement, big announcement of Saban's retirement. Nick Saban retiring from the U- I've got some Alabama friends who are sad. Uh, as a Georgia fan, I'm not sad, but I'm also – I have – high respect for him as a coach. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Gators were just so irrelevant right now. It's like, <laughs> You're like, Hey, whatever. Somebody was like, but who's going to take down Bama? And I said, Florida in nine years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so oh. if there is even college football in nine years. So yeah. anyway, okay. So we're going to do a college football themed. All right. Mount Rushmore. So I got four different Mount Rushmore's here. The first is who would be the Mount Rushmore of college coaches, the best four college coaches coaches you want oh. me to go first or you um i'll go because uh i think everyone knows that you probably know more about sports than i do uh you also have I, five well I, you one, can't have no 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 no, no you no, no. have five I, I, one one is an asterisk because i don't think i think he deserves a mention but he can't go on the mountain so and that's joe paterno he can't go on the mountain Ooh. he can't go on the mountain because of what happened to penn state but he's a he's all-time winning his coach more wins than he i mean there you go so he can't you know, go on the mountain so he's not one of mine fine, so all fine. right so you can mention him all, all right, right let's hear your four. all right i'm going with bobby bowden okay uh bear bryant mac brown Nick Saban. Wow. I do believe Nick Saban Mac deserves. Brown? Yeah, he had a great run there at Texas. So yeah, in yeah. the in the 2000s, 90s, 2000s, whatever, he was there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they. He's got it's hard to remember too. besides this year, which I really think they were way overrated <clears throat> um, as a Georgia fan. But uh, I, Texas has been irrelevant for a while, so it's hard to remember. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they. No, that season yeah. for the, they were. I had a yeah, long stretch, we'll and he was them. winning. So, all so right. I actually share three of your four. Nick Saban. I, I think he's probably the greatest of all time, he, honestly. Yeah, so, I mean, um, you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another two Alabama. Bobby Bowden. I as, mean, just how long that was. Yeah. And the coaching tree. And as a Christian, he led Mark Rick to the Lord. Yeah, I you mean, know, like, okay, so that great leader on there. But And listen, there, like, Florida State in the 90s and early 2000s, like, I mean, and I'm, I personally am like glad they're coming. They've come back. But not me. I mean, we're a Florida fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I remember, so being in Atlanta and kind of grew up as a Georgia Tech fan as well yeah. because of being in Atlanta, like, you were scared. You, it wasn't just like, oh, no, we're playing Florida yeah. State. You were scared for yeah, your team yeah. to play Florida State then. They had a lot of talent. They came yeah. And then my last one would be Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. So he was a coach of Miami back in yeah. you know, the Mike Irvin yeah. days. You know? And so, uh, remember, remember Miami when Miami was good. And had he stayed in college, I yeah. mean, he would have been dominant for 20 years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll go Jimmy Johnson. 
All right. right. All right. So uh, the next thing you sent was uh, college players. So um, I went by season, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Not like whole of career. Okay. 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 On this one, I went whole of career. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So Herschel Walker. I mean, so I of will course. say, of course, I mean, of now, course. he's made, of course, he's made some questionable choices later in life. But, uh, like, I think, uh, as George fan, you have to acknowledge this guy, uh, just incredible talent. Uh, then, and, and also I will say it's pretty unfair. Cause when we think of the college players, like, because the stats get so high for these running backs and quarterbacks, like. I'm sure there's like defensive players who are equivalently as good. Yeah, you're right. You can't remember them. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, Bo Jackson. Can okay. you, I mean, argue that like he's probably you. one of the best athletes yes, uh, that's ever yes, played. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Archie Griffin. Okay. All right. And Jim okay. Brown. So I, I will wow. admit I did some research and yes, analysis on did. this. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> You're like, so, so I have to confess, I went with guys who were either still in the NFL after okay. like everything I'm doing is modern. From okay. Now so on, Stetson so. Bennett, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Have, has he started the Chevrolet dealership? I think yet? that uh, Stetson but, Bennett Chevrolet. That yeah, sounds like a dealership. It's going so to be. So Tim Tebow. Yeah, I, that I would, year, his sophomore year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with and, you. And, you know, his junior year. When he shouldn't have won the Heisman, but he led the team national yeah. championship. And a senior year was a great I, I year, I would too. agree with you. So, uh, college player, college. not a great NFL player. Yeah. Um, and shameless plug for the Tim Tebow Foundation, yeah. Night to Shine, Night coming to up here on yes. February 9th. That's right. Um, so he's doing a lot of good with his life. So thanks, Tim. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, and then Herschel Walker, yeah. who I didn't really get to see. But, but there were a lot of highlights like yeah. when I was young. And we got to meet him. He was intimidating uh, presence. Yeah. You know, like just, yeah, we met him a few years ago. He was here in Niceville for one of the sports banquets. Oh, yeah, and so got, we got yeah, to go, yeah, which was did. really cool. Yeah, yeah was he good. was super nice. Then Bo Jackson. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, and then we're talking about single season year. The best year I've ever seen is Cam Newton when he was at Auburn. Yeah, I, he was dominant. And he, yeah. he single-handedly got yeah, the I mean, championship. He had a great running back, too. But, yeah. like, I agree with that. Yeah, Cam, Gus yeah. Malzahn has made yeah. so many millions <laughs> off of Cam yeah. Newton. Yeah, isn't that crazy how some coaches, it's like they succeeded as a coach because they're an amazing coach. And then some coaches, yes. they're an ama- they succeeded because they just had some great players. Um so yeah, there you go. It's like All me right. and flag football. Just, it's the personnel. <laughs> it's the personnel. All right. So the Mount Rushmore of college teams. So in this one, I did do a little bit more of a, a did year you by go year by season. So I do have a top four, probably like a historical, but I do have by season. Okay, that's what I did. I meant to say that, like this specific team. So let's let's this hear specific it. team or season. Okay, so yeah, um, I'm gonna. And these are not really in order. By the way, some of our audience is like super engaged, and they're, and the done. they're like, done. I don't care about college the football. Others are totally uh, but we care. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go. I always save this for the end. That, so uh, you can say this is because I'm biased, and I will you say, are. yep. You're right. right, but the 2021 Georgia Bulldog uh, team, they had 25 players in the NFL. You got Trayvon yeah. Walker, George I, Pickens, Darnell Washington. I, I mean, if we're allowed to have an honorable mention, they were mine. Yeah. I almost put them on there just because defensive. I mean, just yeah, defense. I mean, you can't even, yeah, just dude. It was, it was, wild. they were just, um, and, and then, so dominant, and yeah. so dominant, right? Yeah. Like, has a team really been that dominant? Yeah. I mean, like, true. Yeah. They, they didn't lose. Yeah. You know? It was just amazing. Yeah. So, to prove that not all my choices are biased, I will include in this list 2017 Alabama. Okay. When you've got, uh, Jalen Hurst, Tua, and yeah. Mac Jones is your one, two, and three quarterbacks. Well, Mac Jones, and, but at the but time, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, but you got those Heisman? guys. Did he end up winning the Heisman? I think Mac he Jones? did. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's the season that they uh, came back against Georgia because uh, Jalen started as quarterback, and then Tua came in, and mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. to see those two like they it wasn't like 
they were they were proud of each other mm-hmm. like they were like hey we won uh and then you have so many other people 41 i did a little research on this so this is not the top of my head 41 of those players went on to the nfl mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible mm-hmm. um i think uh the lsu team uh when joe burrow i won the 2019 i remember watching that game thinking man that's just an all-around mm-hmm. all- i mean yeah joe burrow mm-hmm. shouldered it but they had a great team and then also um the miami 20 the 2001 Miami team mm-hmm. 38 of those players went yeah. to the NFL yeah, that was uh, a, honorable mention to a USC team with Reggie Bush that was probably Matt the Miner, most talented so. team yeah Miami there you go team. man I'm impressed with that so so uh, no particular order uh, I'm gonna go with the LSU team that you mentioned uh, man, that that could be the best team they ever. Simple. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Yeah, just so Joe many. Burrow, people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, unreal. I mean, yeah. It's almost unfair. It <laughs> was unfair. Yeah, and they were dominant. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, speaking the, of coaches who did well because of the team players and more than their coaching yeah. was uh, oh, Ed. The oh, next Ed. team would be the '95 and '96 Nebraska team. If yeah. you remember Tommy Frazier yeah. and Lawrence Phillips, they yeah. ran all over Florida in the national championship. Again, I kind of forget about Nebraska because they've not been good for so long now. Yeah. Now, even and though Tom historically Osborne they've been, been on that. Yeah, yeah, he Absolutely. was a good coach. Good but, coach. And then at the 04, 05 USC team. Yep. Uh, that was, I mean, they were just dominant, mm-hmm. man. You know, and at that actually, it's been vacated. So they're not, you know, oh, that's right. Their, I forgot. Okay. So they're yeah, off my layer. They're yeah. not on no, our no, no, they're on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then last would be 09 Bama. That was when they had like Mark Ingram. Mm. And um, remember, Florida was like so good. Yeah. And then they just yeah. trounced Florida and, in the SEC real, championship yep. and rolled in the national championships. So. Yep. That'd be mine. Lots of good teams. Yeah. All right. So Mount Rushmore of our college football memories. Okay. Okay. So first, I'm going to mean the the first time Georgia won the national championship. How old were like, you? Uh, well, I know I'm not that one. I don't remember that one. Oh, I was like a baby. Yeah. No, but I'm saying when they won their first, like just recently. Oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Not okay. When I, I thought so you were talking about because wasn't it, it had been since I was no, 85? It was 80. 80. Yeah, I okay. was like a one. So, um, yeah, so I don't remember that, but it was just, yeah, it was just. That's why I was like, dang, you're no. older than I thought. <laughs> no, 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 I don't you're remember like, that. You're like Kelly Hefner's dad's age or something. Yeah, thanks for that. That's really funny. Okay. Um, the next is uh, last season when Georgia won, also the national championship. But the game before <laughs> that, uh, when they uh, kicked the winning field goal at midnight. Oh, I mean, literally. Oh, yeah, New that Year's was, Eve. That was yes, just, you have to admit, yes, unless yes. you're an OSU fan, you have to admit that was pretty magical that like yeah. the, the 1090, the countdown's happening as they won the game. And that was wild. That was wild. That then, was wild. Uh, I remember uh, going to a Georgia, Georgia Tech game with my brothers and my dad when I was in college. And that was just fun because it's just a fun memory. And then also I remember watching a Georgia, Georgia Tech game when I was younger uh, and my younger brother uh, who if you if some of you've met my younger brother who's just a, a big guy he's just and he's just <laughs> it's just funny to even picture this but he got really upset that Georgia Tech came back and scored a touchdown and I remember him like running away crying yeah and uh it's just really funny and I will never forget that memory that's so, good that's there good. you go all right um you. okay yeah Florida winning the 97 national championship. So 96 season, yeah. a Danny Werfel quarterback yeah. that had been beat by LSU during the, That's I mean, right. FSU during the season. That's and they got right. to play them again in the sugar bowl yeah. and killed and them. And ended up being back. I remember team. that. And a lot of teams had to lose. It, it really it was felt like a like, domino. Effect, Cause remember Danny yeah. Werfel is such a strong believer. It was yeah. almost like God was on his side, <laughs> you know, back then I probably believed that. So anyway, um, next would be that I know it was against your team. But when Tua came in, no, that yeah. for Jalen Hurts, that was amazing. I mean, I that say, was he's it a hurts, freshman. It stings, but it also is amazing. That football. was unbelievable. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. That it was. was unbelievable. It really was. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember watching it thinking this he got is unbelievable. Right before that, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was man. unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I'm still salty. And then the next two are have stories behind them. So, and the, the D is really it's kind of cheating. But a couple of years ago, 2019, um, actually, uh, I was able to get season tickets for the Gators because mm-hmm. somebody was out of the country and didn't want to lose their seat, so they already paid their donation, so they, like sold their tickets at face value. I sold two of the games and then took each of my kids at the time. Yeah, that's to sweet. one of the games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of driving. That was a lot of driving. Was, I, I, won't, I can't do late. I can't do a Saturday game and come back anymore. No, I'm old. Yeah, we're, we're getting old. See, my last one is, so if you remember Texas and USC, when they, Texas won the national championship, it was a, it was the best mm. national championship game probably yeah, ever. Yeah, I do. I do. It was phenomenal. Maybe besides that Alabama game that I just talked about. But I actually watched it. Uh, uh, it was a Sunday night. My wife was already, I think it was like uh, January 8th. Uh, 2006. And mm-hmm. so my wife was already in Jacksonville. I went to the church I was serving at that day and I came home to my our little apartment that we were about to live in together, Aww. sleeping on the couch because I didn't want to sleep in the bed before Aww. we were married. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, was watching on like a t- tiny box TV. <laughs> and um, That's so funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just watching it and That's thinking about... You about to yeah, get married? married. Yeah. yeah so. And I won't, I won't be doing yeah. And it was a great game. That's know? right. Yeah. yeah anyway. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, sweet. Well, uh, man, until next season when, uh, you know, there's a 12 team playoff and somebody's I'm like, who are you that. cheering for in this national championship? Get rid champion? of the Bulls. Yeah. Somebody, because, uh, you know, somebody asked me who I was cheering for in the national championship game, Michigan or uh, Harbaugh, man. And I was just like, I I have family that's an OS, they're OSU fans. So I can't like fool. I'm, like, I'm just cheering for a good game and for the 12. It was not. Yeah, a it was game. not a good game. I was like, Georgia should be playing Michigan. That'd be that would have been a great. It would have been a great game, and I think either team could have won. I even agree. though I, you know, Michigan as a, as a loyalist, hats off to Michigan. Had, right? Yeah, they won. Yeah. But uh, next next season with the twelve team playoff, we all have more grounds to equally be salty and yes. uh, you know, mad. And Florida so, still be left out. Yeah, probably not so. left out. Like you know, not make it. One of my kids is a Florida fan, so I do cheer for them, except when they play Georgia. And, Thanks, and I, you know, I try to encourage. So, I all right. Well, well hey, if you've got other questions, I was. <laughs> it was appropriate that we talked about the Florida Gators and suffering yes. in the same. That's right. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, nice. Uh, but hey, well if you've played, got real sir. questions, well real questions, send them our way. We love to talk. All See right. you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 